I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Decomplicating Dressage podcast. For those of you that are new here, my name is Jess Gale and this podcast is all about demystifying the world of dressage. Whether that be commonly miscommunicated or confusing terms like the half halt, important theories like the scales of training, common problems many riders come across and there's also loads of tips, tricks and exercises along the way. In this episode though, we are back to our troubleshooting series and we're going to be looking at all things to do with transitions. Today we have three questions all about different types of problems riders may have when looking at transitions from struggling with cantilades to dealing with lazy horses to how to be more accurate. I think we've probably had the most amount of questions we've ever had for this series so far, so we might be doing a part two as well so keep your eye out for that if you enjoy this episode though then please do share it the best way to do this is on social media and you can tag us in it too to let us know what you think also if you have a few minutes to leave a review on apple podcasts i would be hugely grateful it means that this podcast can reach more people and hopefully be able to help them too This episode is sponsored by Aztec Diamond, an equestrian clothing company completely aimed at helping riders look and feel their best. Their whole ethos is all around providing high quality luxury clothing without the premium price tag, which is something that I can definitely get on board with. They currently have a competition on their Instagram page to win what I think is possibly the most incredible collection of prizes I have ever seen. Some of the prizes include an Equitrek trailer, yes, an actual trailer, as well as a Pessoa saddle and bridle, Joshua Jones boots, Charles Owen hat, a thousand pounds worth of Aztec diamond clothing, and there's even a four month intensive course with an equestrian life coach as well. If you want to enter this competition, all you have to do is head to the Aztec Diamond Instagram page at Aztec Diamond Equestrian. And there are also all the terms and conditions and rules available on their website, www.aztecdiamondequestrian.com. So we have three questions today and they are on lots of different transition issues. And transitions are actually really hard 
they require you to have a lot of things in place for a really good one to be able to happen. Your horse needs to be balanced. They need to be rhythmical. They need to be in front of the leg to be able to be obedient. They need to be supple to be able to stay round. They need to have strength in the hind leg to be able to push and take the weight behind. They need to maintain that soft, consistent contact throughout. And if any of these things aren't in place or aren't secure, it can very easily result in a bad transition. So let's take a look at our first question. This one is from Ellen and she says, Hi Jess, I've been waiting for you to do an episode on transitions as I've been really struggling with them on my mare recently. She is only five and I brought her when she had just been backed. Up until recently, I had never had a problem with the canter. The main focus has always been on keeping her forward as she can get slow and lazy. Recently, though, I've been struggling to get left lead canter and she keeps wanting to pick up the right lead instead. Any tips or advice would be great as I'm a bit at a loss as of what to do. Okay, first things first, don't panic. I don't think I've had a young horse yet that hasn't gone through this I want to canter on this lead because it's easier phase and you've got to remember that until the age of about seven your horse is constantly growing and developing so they'll have little growth spurts and like children they'll kind of lose their coordination or their balance and then sometimes what you had last month you won't have this month or what you had yesterday you might not have today And you can't take it personally. You just kind of have to go with the flow of it. And worst case scenario, it's going to teach you a hell of a lot of patience and it's going to be a hell of a lot of character building. For me, though, it always helps to think about the process of how I teach a young horse, which is just about getting them to understand what I want from them. Now, they might not always do it the first time, but... By the end of the session, I want them to have a greater understanding of how I want them to go, whether that's in terms of their way of going or how they move or in a specific movement. So when a young horse doesn't understand something or isn't getting something I'm trying to teach them, I always stop and mentally check through if I'm putting them in the right conditions or the right setup to be able to do this. And also if they actually understand what I'm asking of them. So basically, I'm trying to work out if this is a, I can't physically do this problem, or a, I don't get what you're asking me to do problem, or if it's just a, I don't want to do it because it's hard problem. So to make sure it's a not a physical problem, I make sure that I'm setting the horse up in the right way. So are they forward and are they balanced are generally the two things you need for a young horse transition. But to get the right lead in a canter, we need that inside bend around our inside leg. So an exercise that I found really helpful for this is to use like a little teardrop shape. So ride a half 15 or half 20 metre circle in trot and then return to the track just before the corner. As soon as their nose touches the wall, I bend them to the inside and then ask for canter. And because it's a sharper angle to go from the diagonal around the corner rather than from the long side around the corner, the horse needs to bend more around your inside leg and engage that inside hind leg, which results in the right lead strike off. 
Once this is kind of consistent, you can then start to reduce the angle towards you then going down the long side. The next reason then they might not be getting the right cantilever is that they don't actually understand. So when it comes to transitions or when it comes to anything really, horses learn from repetition. So when you have a transition that your horse strikes off on the wrong lead, just bring them back to trot, rebalance them and then go again. And you keep doing that until they strike off on the right lead. As soon as they do strike off on the right lead, give them lots of praise and then give them a walk break. And what this does is it actually teaches the horse to understand what we're getting at. Because through the repetition of doing it and doing it and doing it, they start to realise whether they understand what's wrong or not. They understand when they've done it right. And so then from there, if each time they do a good transition, you walk, that starts to get the clogs working in the fact of they go, okay, it gets easier if I do it like this. One thing that I found really helps with the counter transitions for four-year-olds or five-year-olds is to almost imagine running them up into canter. So I'll push the trot more and more and more forward until it takes just the tiniest push to pop them up into canter. So it resembles how they would kind of canter in the wild in that they trot until they can't trot any faster and then they canter. Then as they get stronger, I bring the trot slowly more back until they can canter from a working trot and then later from a collected trot and then later from walk. The last reason why the strike off might not be happening is because they don't want to do it. And that's totally fine. A lot of the things we ask our horses to do are difficult to start with. And so we need to teach our horses that when they try, they get rewarded. And when they don't try, essentially we keep going. And that's why the repetition again is really important. Yes, we want the repetition of always making sure you're setting your horse up and always working on good quality transitions. But it's also the repetition of keeping going until it goes right and then rewarding them and taking the pressure off when they do get it right. So we can work with a horse that tries. We can't work with a horse that doesn't. So all our praise needs to be focused on the horse giving it a go and trying to do what we ask, even if it's difficult or they don't quite understand or they get it wrong. And again, repetition is your best friend. As soon as you get it, reward and stop. Make it clear when they've done what you wanted so there's no misunderstanding. And I think the main thing to remember is don't panic if it's messy. Young horse training, actually, let's be frank, all horse training can be messy. So don't panic if it feels a bit hectic or a bit manic or a bit chaotic. Just bring your horse back, let them rebalance and go again. Praise when it's good, go again when it's bad. And I think that's just the moral of this all horse training in general so the next question then is from one of our instagram followers lucy and she says my horse is incredibly lazy and i spent loads of time getting him to react more from my leg using lots of transitions the upwards ones have been really helpful in getting him to go faster and more forward which is amazing but I went and did a test on Friday and realized that every downward transition I do my horse stops and when I say stop I mean skids to a stop and drops me completely. I don't get the smooth buttery soft transitions I see from the likes of the pros. How can I improve my downwards transitions? 
Okay, so this is a totally normal thing to happen when you have a horse that tends towards the lazy side because they are always looking to slow down. So if you aren't careful with the upwards transitions, they can end up really slow and lazy and not off the leg and not obedient. And in the downwards transitions, it can feel like your horse kind of just drops you in a heap on the floor. The first thing, though, is that it's great that you've cracked half of it. And I think you've got to give yourself a pat on the back for that because riding good transitions on any horse is actually a lot more technical and it's a lot harder than it looks. So the fact that you cracked 50% of that by getting really good upward transitions is really great. So now it's just about cracking the other 50%. And I think it's important we talk about downwards transitions as we say things like down into walk or back to walk or let's come back to walk or slow down to walk. And all these kind of things imply that the horse is slowing down or stopping. And especially with a horse that tends to be lazy, if you think of it as forward into walk or forward into trot, it'll help you to get the idea that all the way through the transition, your horse still needs to stay in front of your leg. Technically, your horse shouldn't slow down at any point during the transition. They should take shorter, more active steps and take their weight more onto their hind leg. When a horse gets lazy, they get slow. And so then the hind leg stops working and it stops pushing. And that's when you get that skidding to a stop feeling. So if you think of the transition as a process, so you start to put your aids on for the transition and your horse starts to collect and take shorter steps and take the weight behind before stepping forward into walk. Now, if at any point you get the feeling that your horse drops you or stops moving or gets stuck, push back forward into your trot again. And what that will do is help to keep your horse thinking forward all the time. Because if they're not quite sure whether you're going to be asking them to go forward into trot again or carry on down into walk, they're going to stay listening to you and thinking about what you're wanting all the way through the transition rather than automatically going a bit on autopilot, which is what they're doing when they kind of drop you. So one thing that's been really good is what I call fake transitions. And this is where you start to ask your horse forward from trot into walk. And as soon as you feel they start to collect and take the weight behind and take a shorter step, you push them back into a forward trot again then every now and then you can ride a walk transition and carry on your transition through to those taking those walk steps. And then you can see if at any point your horse stops, slows down, gets stuck, you go straight back into your forward trot again. If they stay in front of your leg and forward into walk, then you can let them walk and reward them. I think the most important advice though I can give for this and actually for all transitions in general is that repetition again always take every single transition you do as an opportunity for you to either repeat teaching your horse how we want them to go or essentially ruin it and I see so many times riders do some trot work and they go to give their horse a walk break and they kind of just collapse on the floor and the horse drops them in a heap and then they pat them and give them a long rein. But then suddenly five minutes later, they're going to be getting upset that their downwards transitions aren't smooth enough. Or if you're going to go and do some canter work, 
Don't just get your horse into canter. Go and ride a good quality trot transition and then a good quality canter transition. Every single transition you do is an opportunity for you to repeatedly show your horse the quality of the transition you want from them. Or it's an opportunity for you to confuse them with inconsistent expectations. The last question we have then is from Abby and she says, I need help with my accuracy with my transitions. It's losing me marks through the whole test. Help me. And then there's loads of exclamation marks. (laughs) So firstly, I love that. (laughs) Secondly, every single person is constantly needing to work on their accuracy. And when it comes to accuracy of anything, you've got two sides to it. You have your training side, which is, is it not accurate because I cannot be accurate? Or the test riding side, which is, is it not accurate because I'm not preparing and setting it up well enough? So let's start with the training side first. And when it comes to transitions at prelim, you might have them in a corner or between markers. But from then, you will have to do your transitions at a marker. So the judge is looking for you to be taking that first step as your body is at the marker. Now, the more in front of the leg your horse is, the quicker they will react to your leg and the easier it will be to ride an accurate upward transition. And the same is said for your downward transition aids. The quicker your horse reacts to your seat and leg aids, the more accurate you can be. So if you find that when you ask your horse for an upward or a downwards transition, your horse is taking four, five, six, seven strides to actually get into your new pace, that is going to make your life far more difficult in a test because you're going to be, you're either going to have to be planning for those five, six, seven extra strides or you're going to forget about it. And that's assuming that your horse is consistently taking the same amount of strides, which they rarely do. So it's easier and better for you to spend time working on your horse's reactions to your aids for your upwards and downwards transitions so you can then look at the test riding side. Now test riding is just all about setting your horse up and preparing them. So if you've done a nice free walk and your horse is nice and open and free but you know you've got to do a transition up to collected canter you're going to need to prepare and set your horse up for that by shortening your reins, bringing your horse's weight on more onto the hind leg, making sure they're round and taking the contact and that they're reacting to your leg, ready to react to your counter transition aids. Now, if you don't have this, there is no way in hell that your horse is doing a counter transition in that corner. But the problem is, is that prelim and novice, generally you don't have to do a walk to canter, it's just a walk to trot. But if you still don't prepare your horse in that way, what ends up happening is you put your aids on and your horse then has to prepare themselves and put their body in the correct setup to be able to trot, which will either take time, which is going to mean a late transition, or it's going to mean that they just don't trot or the head comes up or you don't get a good quality transition. So work on getting quicker, obedient reactions to your aids and then practice your ability to be able to set your horse up to be able to do the good quality accurate transition we want 
and to set your horse up for a transition, the best thing you can do is go back to your scales of training. If you're going to do a trot transition from a walk, check with yourself. Is your horse walking in a rhythm? Do they feel supple? Are they over their backs? Do you have a consistent contact? Are they pushing into an even contact? Are they in front of your leg and reacting to your aids? Do you have impulsion? Are they straight? And is the weight balanced on their hind leg? And if you've got all these things, generally you will have a good quality transition. So that is it for our troubleshooting session on transitions. Now we've only covered three problems and I think there are still so many more problems we could talk about. So I might be doing a part two later on over the next few months to kind of look at some other problems that you might be coming across with transitions. If that's something you'd be interested in or if you have a question for that, then do send it in. You can email us at info at decomplicatingdressage.com. Don't forget, if you enjoyed this episode, then please do share it and you can tag us in it too to let us know what you've taken on board, what you thought of it, what's been really helpful, or if you have a horse similar to one of our three questions today. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And don't forget to make sure that you go and enter Aztec Diamonds competition to win their incredible collection of prizes. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and I will see you next time. 